0: Today on Mother's Day, I'd like to speak to you about a mother that I've grown up with, and there's been many of them, but it's hard for me to put my personal mom in the Pearl of Great Prize category or in the Proverbs 31 category. She's more in the David and Goliath category or the Samson and the Lion category. Because in this time and in this season, we have grown up. Or I have grown up with a woman who looks at every circumstance and says, You're not going to beat me. And looks at every challenge and says, This one's mine. Looks at every mountain and says, I'm about to climb you. Looks at every valley and says, I'm going to walk through you with my head held high. Looks at every deep place that seems dark and shallow and smiles i have never seen that woman afraid not one time in my entire life i've never seen her back down from man or beast and i've never seen her turn and run from a fight she is more intimidating than any man i've ever met so as you might imagine Presenting a message to the congregation on Mother's Day is much different for me than it might have been for other people because the mother that I grew up with was a lion. But at the same time, she nurtured me in her own way. My grandmother did more of the nurturing. My mom did more of the buck up. And my grandmother was soft and tender and kind and would give me cookies and cakes and pudding and chicken and dumplings and tapioca pudding and all the sweet things and my mom whenever she came home it was a whirlwind and we had whatever she could throw together in 15 minutes for dinner And you sat down and you ate quick because she ate with the doctor at the doctor's office and she hadn't forgotten that she was there. She's still at the doctor's office eating in about five minutes. She was done up off the plate going out pulling weeds in the garden and ready to rock and roll. Kapow! (laughs) (laughs) So Mother's Day and reflecting on my mom is a little bit different than the pearl of great prize that many of you elders have heard my grandmother teach on or the Proverbs 31 woman that my mom has taught on, the kind of woman, the kind of mother that I've experienced was an intercessor. She is the kind of woman that if you are down and out and you need something, she will get on her prayer bones and she will pray about it and then she'll think about it and then she'll pray about it again and then she'll think about it and then she'll pray about it again and she won't stop praying until she has a breakthrough. So, the challenge, I guess, today to all you mothers, I'll tell you something. All right, pause for 30 seconds. At 7 o'clock this morning, there is an alarm clock every morning that says, Wake up, and it has two legs and was just visiting us. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But the kind of mother that I experienced was an intercessor. She didn't necessarily look at the circumstance for what it was. She looked at the circumstance for what it could be. And whenever we talk about a spirit of intercessory, it takes also a second part of impartation. So Jesus, in chapter 17 of John, gives us an example of what an intercessor could be. He gives us the criteria. He gives us the mock-up for it. And something that all of us should reflect on is how many times have our mothers and our grandmothers prayed us through a situation without us even knowing that they were doing it. Something that is is exceptionally, uh, that's exceptional and and brought up a lot is that a grandmother's prayer will see you through that the grandmas will pray about their grandchildren and their children and they will do it at the dinner table whenever they're eating breakfast they'll do it at the dinner table when they're eating lunch they're doing it at the dinner table when they're fixing supper they're doing it at night before they go to bed they're doing it all through the day the kind of mother I'd like to talk to you about is an intercessor somebody say intercessor now an intercessor is someone who takes a burden on themselves for another person or a group of people. And an intercessory prayer warrior, they don't just kind of think about you when they're praying, they can't get you off their mind. They're obsessed with you, they're obsessed with the church body as a whole, they're obsessed with one particular kind of people in the church. There are a lot of intercessors, and we've brought up addiction a few times this morning, who our sole purpose is to pray for people who are addicted to things because they have either been through it themselves or watched the aftermath of it and they understand the pain and they understand the process and they are solely dedicated to praying for that kind of person there are intercessors who are about finances I have seen, I have heard testimonies in other churches where an intercessor prayer warrior will pray about the finances of another person when they're broke as a joke and the other person gets blessed, but they're not worried about the money, they're worried about the blessing. I've heard intercessors and pastors testify about needing things as small as a can of pepper and get boxes of pepper delivered to their house. <laughs> intercessor prayer warriors are the people that break through walls, tear down barriers, and destroy the armies of the enemy one line of defense at a time by taking on every problem and breaking it down to the smallest detail, which is why when I was a teenager I couldn't get away with anything, because Mama talked to Jesus and Daddy was an ex-cop. And they knew everybody. But in John chapter 17, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may, be glor- may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life, that they might know Thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom Thou hast sent. And I have glorified Thee on the earth, I have finished the work which Thou givest me to do, and now, O Father, glorify Thou me with Thine own self, with the glory which I have had with Thee before the world was." I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou givest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou givest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are for thee. I'm going to stop at verse 7. And reading through the these thousand thines, Basically what Jesus is praying there is that Lord you have sent me to this earth and you have given me a certain group of people and out of these certain group of people you've created a bond with them or a covenant with them or a trust with them and they do not go against your word and now they understand that everything that you have given them is theirs. That's uh, the breakdown of an intercessor. So the kind of intercessor or the kind of intercessory prayer that we're seeing here is that Jesus is praying for his followers That they may understand that everything that he has given them is theirs There were so many times that my mother tried to give me something and I did not know it was mine Because she was teaching me as a mother teaches a child She would try to give me the opportunity to do things and I'd be too afraid to do them like today I'm teaching on Mother's Day I'm scared out of my mind but here we are but in times before this she's asking me to recreate a chart out of the book of Revelations she's asking me to dive into biblical archaeology and understand and study old rocks she's giving me biblical chronology and going back thousands of years and there's stuff in my head I think I've just don't even know where it's at anymore the woman can study and read a book and then reread it over and over again but what she is doing as a woman is she is equipping herself with the knowledge to provide wisdom to her children and the generations after and one thing that a mother does is that a mother mothers and a true mother will mother everybody If someone comes in hungry and in need of something, they will give of themselves. If someone comes in thirsty, they will provide something for them to drink. If someone comes in cold, they will make sure that they have a coat. If someone comes in hurt, they will hug them and hold them until they're comforted. A mother knows how to mother. And it takes more than blood to make a mother. It takes love, it takes compassion, it takes commitment. It takes patience. It takes long suffering. It takes peace. But on top of those things, it also has to take the ability to receive as well as give. One thing my mom is really bad about doing is she's really good about giving things away, but she's not too good about taking things. See you and a lot of mothers I see that I've seen mothers be the last ones to eat on purpose make sure that dad's fed the kids are fed the kids friends are fed and then mom will eat last after she's worked hard to cook first mom will eat last I've seen mothers be the ones to take the smallest portion of the meal and make the excuse that they're trying to watch their figure knowing full well that they're hungry as a bear and they just wanted to make sure everybody else had something to eat. So I guess what I'm trying to teach you or trying to impart to you this morning is that most of you all are already mothers here. And so I don't have as much to teach you as you have to teach me, but the thing that I want to challenge you to do is that We see in the Bible a lot of times that, and and I'm going to get into the whole gender thing here, so don't nobody knock me over. I hear it's a big deal these days on Facebook or whatever, but impartation is more powerful than nurturing. Impartation is stronger than loving. Impartation means that you take everything that you are and you give it to the next generation. And We see impartation from Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob. We see impartation from Elijah to Elisha. We see impartation from David's time to Solomon's time and the increase. But all those imparting powers, all those generational things that we pass on, the one thing that I long to receive from my mom is the ability to be that intercessor. The ability to take the people and say, I have a burden for you, I have a love for you, I want to pass something on to you, and to be able to receive that ability to nurture everyone. Because sometimes I'm a little bit like my dad, and I'm kind of cold, and that's not good. Sometimes I'm a little bit like my dad and I just kind of want to plow through things and not take the time to pay Attention to the details not take the time to listen to every little story and every time somebody cries and every time somebody needs something Because as people in the church If God be the father and we be the bride of Christ What has the church come to be to the world but a mother? And each and every man and woman that has been taken into this Fold has been made a mother to a lost world of children Because we know who Jesus Christ is And it takes all kinds of people to bring all kinds of people in But the most important people or the strongest kind of people that I've seen Are the kind of people who are committed to prayer The kind of people who are committed to seeing someone through The kind of people that say it doesn't matter how many times they fall down and mess themselves up I'm going to be right there to pick them up and I've been guilty of looking at my mom and sometimes my sister and saying what are you doing walk on it's done and they will look at me and say but I'm the mom and they don't give up (laughs) they don't stop so as Jesus gives us an outline for an intercessoring person, what is the first thing that he does? He acknowledges the Father that's in heaven. So to all of us, moms, dads are indifferent. We have to acknowledge our Father that created us up in heaven. And then we have to remind God what he did in us. Lord, you put something in me. You put this Holy Spirit in me. You put this anointing on me. You put this power in me. And you glorified me and you lifted me up. Now I'm going to lift you up. You gave me the ability to do the work. Now I'm going to thank you for the work. You gave me the strength to endure. Now I'm going to show you the fruits of my labor. And some of us are still waiting on our harvest. Some of us are still waiting on the fruit to even bud. But it takes an intercessor's mindset to pray a seed out of the ground. It takes an intercessor's mindset to pray a fruit to where it's ripe. It takes an intercessor's mindset to say it doesn't matter how many times this thing gets tore down, I'm going to build it back up. Another thing that I've learned about my mom is that she can take a thing of bailing wire, some duct tape, a ripped up tarp, some screws, and two boards, and turn it into a house. I don't know how. She grew up in it with a man who would take trash and make it into treasure. And she's done the same thing with every person that she's walked in life with. That She sees the trash that they're coming out of and makes it into their treasure. Just like Jesus takes the sin that we walked in and all the yuck that we've been through and turns it into a testimony that's so bright and so strong and so powerful, he turned a chunk of coal into a diamond whenever he dropped his blood on the ground. Another thing that she's walked through is that she will reuse the reusable until it cannot be reused anymore. And her philosophy is to rust out rather or is to wear out rather than rust out. Because if you're just gonna sit there and do nothing, it needs to go to the scrapyard. She's a proactive gal. But Christ looks at us and says that don't be weary in well-doing. We're gonna reap if we faint not. Today, my mother sits with a man who deserves a lot of respect and today she's still an intercessor because today she does not look at my father like a wife she does not look at him like a pastor today she can be a nurse And set her emotions aside because she's an intercessor and she breaks through every line of defense tomorrow or tonight whenever she lays down she can be a wife but today she is a nurse because she can divide the difference between what she wants to be and what she needs to be. So we have to ask ourselves this question What do we need to be in the body versus what we want to be in the body? what are we called to do as Christians what are we called to do as children of God versus what we want to be as children of God for today I've seen something that I thought I would never see I see myself speaking on Mother's Day and my mother is the nurse not the bishop not the wife not the mother but the nurse and that is the greatest lesson and I have learned from her so far. The Lord teaches us with his word and with his spirit. That everything that he has given to us, every promise that is in this book, every promise that has been spoken out is ours. But the only way we make it ours is if we can receive it. And that is the greatest mistake that my mother has ever made, is that she sometimes cannot receive what God is trying to give her. And that, too, is also one of my faults. Mothers, if I could admonish any of you on anything, if I could tell you that you're doing something wrong, as a son looking out at most of you being like, cousins who are more like aunts and aunts that are more like moms and moms that are I got moms all over the place if there is one thing that I could rebuke you for as a minister as a teacher it is time to learn how to receive it is time to learn how to have a gift given back to you it is time to learn that you don't always have to work and labor You can sit back and relax, too. (laughs) Most of the time, us men, we work in a way with our bodies that by the time we get home, we don't have enough to get going. We just kind of crash. Because we labor in a different way. And mom is busy accommodating that laboring man. You know, before a, a woman is ever a mother, she practices on her husband. I've learned that. I've seen that over and over again. Mothers, it's time to receive. And so if there's one thing that I want to ask to do is that I cannot teach any of you women anything because you have seen more than I have seen. And on this day, acknowledging mothers... You walk in more power than what I can walk in in this area. Well, thank you all for entertaining my my thought. Sometimes we don't always know if we're listening to the Spirit or not, but it seems that I was. When I prayed about today, I seen that there's a whole lot more that all of you can do than what I can do and the biggest need that I see as a a person growing up in this generation is that there needs to be more Teresa's, there needs to be more Kathys, there needs to be more Linda's, there needs to be more Carolyn's and tough ones like Shelly, you got to watch her (laughs) and we got to have another Liz, I don't know if we can handle another Liz, I don't know if we can handle another Liz but you know the only way that that's going to happen really is through that impartation, through that prayer, and through that uh, th- through that kind of things going on in the church, and, and this is the best mother that we can have is the church, so be blessed this morning in Jesus' name.
1: I think all of us in here for the most part. were are gracious for the mothers that are in our lives, and um, you know, there isn't a A written handbook on that or anything Um, (laughs) at least you didn't get your copy (laughs) and you know it isn't always easy Um, my mom didn't have it easy you know she got stuck in the middle of Indianapolis and um, ended up just being me and her and uh, and I wasn't much help back then so <laughs> I can tell you that right now <laughs> so and we all go through things in life um, and I think that that is one of the most important things you know to look at as a mother is the tenacity of not giving up and um, you know we live in a society that wants to throw away responsibilities wants to throw away um, ideologies that are straight from the word of God you know um, about taking care of your own and, and doing those things that's all in there those are the statues of God you know that that you can tell we're built into some and we're beat into others and And they refused to give up refused to walk away they stood in there for their children and and uh, when everybody else wouldn't sometimes and I know that there's even things in my marriage with with the kids and everything that I just had to realize that she is she's a mom and she's going to do things and go places that i'm not going to go <laughs> and, and do things i'm not going to do <laughs> but that's vice versa too there's some things that i walk into and will do and she won't so but that's part of what completes us is is that we're all different but i i thank the lord for my mother and the sacrifices that she made and and that's something that I kind of pull this in that all of my I was fortunate in my life that all of my mothers and my fathers around me always would set aside themselves for me I never knew any other way you know they would whatever it was to try to get me better or forward they would make those sacrifices and um, and I, that's a godly attribute you know and when you look at your children who doesn't want them to be everything that they can be you know um, I'll never um, but anyways um, I think that most of them have been blessed with some good mothers around us. And, and I know even those of you that didn't have maybe your biological mother, but God supplied you one.